a dynamic supportive set of artists and designers from around the world. Some of whom have been successfully involved in selling a vast range of their work for several years. I joined in July 2021 and am making progress with listing my scanned originals and photographs. PeterBrighouse.Pixels.com Very pleased to have found Fine Art America, there is hope for me yet. The WordPress blog page describes considerations of the next step forward in the midst of viruses, marketing disenchantment and at the time still not knowing whether Cristiano Ronaldo would return to Old Trafford. Cat Story Pickle, Odeon and the Railway Subtitle, Fun in the Tunnel It was another fine day in Fallowfield. Very old master had constructed a clockwork garden railway for their toddling grandson. The cats were intrigued. It ran round the pond on elevated supports. Very old master reckoned it was a nod towards the New York elevated 3rd Avenue line, which would match with the age of the clockwork locomotives and rolling stock he was using. There was an intriguing tunnel as the single track line ran past the lollipop bay tree. The track was easy to clean which was important since it had to stand up to the inclement winter weather. The girl cats loved dressing up in their finery, to sit on the station platform waiting for the next train heading for the shops of downtown. The boy cats loved fiddling with things, such as the points, levers and how to stop a clockwork train before it hit the buffers. The girl cats were heard to discuss smoke box smuts and the downside of sitting in dirty carriages. The boy cats were heard discussing the last time locomotive number 40089 came through. For some strange reason they used train spotters obscure and boring voices. The pickle Odeon, as always, upset at being excluded from the ginger nuts jollies, had sneaked over late one evening, before he was called in, to examine the details of the garden railway. The next afternoon, he appeared in the middle of the latest fun. He made the mistake of sitting just by the exit from the tunnel. I believe you've got a garden railway, he said, it's lovely. Suddenly a train appeared from the tunnel and woomph. The pickle Odeon was launched. The air was blue for a while and as the ginger nuts laughter subsided, the pickle Odeon stuck his head into the tunnel to elucidate what had happened. Luckily very old master had abandoned the timetable. The bullpuss placed a large paw upon Pickle Odeon's tail to speak to him, but unfortunately this scared him and he squeezed his ample flanks further in and became stuck. Very old mistress hurried to the rescue, remarking, This reminds me of the Winnie the Pooh story, where Rabbit gets stuck in a hole. Perhaps we need to starve you, Pickle Odeon, until you are slim enough to be squeezed out. To celebrate the eventual release of an affronted Pickle Odeon, the bullpuss appeared with his cat-sized double bass, the squimps on jazz piano, and everyone joined in with a feline rendition of Duke Ellington's Take the A-Train. Cat Story Le Chat d'Henri Matisse is actually a short story that was inspired by a visit to Tate Modern a few years ago to enjoy the cutouts exhibition. I imagine that all those years ago, in the final years of Matisse's life, if he had a feline companion, the cat may have become involved, along with his team of helpers, shuffling the pieces of colored paper and arranging them on the backing sheets. If you make contact I can supply a link to a listing in my eBay shop https colon slash slash www.ebay.co.uk slash in slash 2329-5694054. Which has all the details of the story card, plus thumbnails of the six illustrations. I need to work through the illustrations and list them here on FAA. Once, many, many years ago, there was a cat called Tario Chat, an ancestor of the bullpuss. He lived in France with his very old master, Henri Matisse, 
in the quaint district of Signe near Nice on the French Riviera. He was very fond of his old master, who was a famous painter. Unfortunately his old master had suffered a serious illness and found it difficult to get around, but this did not stop his artistic endeavors and he had a number of close friends who assisted him in completing his commissions. Tariochat loved the work that was being done. There was invariably lots of differently shaped cut-out pieces of colored paper, some in ordered piles, some just about to slip off the edges of tables and many discarded pieces littering the floor. Tariochat liked to scamper into the heaps and cause a flutter of wispy shapes to fly around above his head like enormous butterflies and moths. Often pieces were chosen and carefully pasted into place onto huge canvases that lined the walls of the studio. If things were going badly the cutouts were tacked temporarily into a proposed place, but then were crossly pulled down, crumpled and thrown. To the back of the room. Tariochat loved to flick these from paw to paw and chase them round the studio. Occasionally he was so naughty, he was expelled and shut out in the garden, which nevertheless held its own delights and since the weather was balmy, was never an encumbrance to Tariochat's enjoyment of the day. One time, towards the end of a difficult day for the studio members, Tariochat was allowed back into the studio just before tea time. M. Matisse took his cat upon his knee and, while stroking and tickling him, explained that nothing would go right with the latest artwork and he had sent everyone away to sleep upon the predicament. Hopefully the next day would bring fresh ideas and inspiration. Later that evening, with the rays of the setting sun illuminating the studio walls so that the artwork shone like stained glass in a cathedral or priory window, Tariochat, satisfactorily fed and watered, found himself alone and most keen to help his old master. He found some pieces of the colored paper and placing his large paw print upon it, carefully drew round the paw a certain distance from it, so that he could see where the pencil was going. Then, using the sharp scissors, he laboriously cut out the paw print. This is rather difficult for a cat to do, but by taking his time and trimming off any false cuts, he produced a most authentic cutout, shaped a little like a lucky clover leaf. Tariochak collected together as many differently colored pieces of paper as he could find and produced a large number of paw print cutouts. The next bit was easy and remembering how sticky the paste was, he dabbed substantial blobs on the back of each cutout. There was no temporary tacking into place for the Tariochat. He trotted up to the wall and reaching up, quickly placed his paw prints in appealing positions, just below the partially completed work. Imagine M. Matisse's astonishment the next morning when the team reassembled. The work was complete, if not quite to the patron's specification, and there was the Tariochat, curled up, fast asleep, with sticky bits of paste in his bushy tail. Fine Art America Listing A Take on the Trials of Life, a tribute to Edvard Munch the Scream. I always wondered what was troubling his fellow on the bridge, apart from hair loss and a failure in dress sense, so, I wrote a list of things which trouble and concern me and my family, somewhat selfishly, and did the start of a homage picture to someone, who may not have enjoyed success in his lifetime, knowledgeable art critics please put me right here, but whose print reproductions have obviously made a fortune for those who understand marketing. Vincent Van Gogh, Eat Yo Heart Out. By the way, my working title, is a reference to a true Brit, now sadly departed this mortal coil, who stumped up the money for every political election he could manage, to stand as an independent candidate for his monster raving loony party, screaming Lord Such. In particular, he would stand wherever the most important-slash-influential person of the day was a candidate in an amusing attempt to prick their swelling pomposity. I hope to work on the art over the next few days, as well as starting New Year garden prep, 
checking the wife's list of jobs to be done and generally looking after pet cats. As you may know, I am somewhat obsessed with pussy cats, so here the sneaked in the corner one is sarcastically referring to one of our British comedians, Jack D., who in one of his routines, reckoned he had arranged an auto-answer app to counter all frivolous communications from social media. Jack D. is like a latter-day Jack Benny, one of my earlier U.S. comedy heroes. FAA blog. Thought I should record the different areas, settings where I attempt to create illustrations and artworks. At home, my small studio is perfect for storing all the paraphernalia of creativity. Luckily for me, I cannot work on a grand scale, unlike great artists such as Claude Monet or E.A. Hornell, both of whose studios we have enjoyed visiting, so a neat compact area with room for cats to visit, and space for photographic lights is fine. Then to combine the fresh air of walking, cycling exercise, which is so important for an alt-giver such as myself, I carry just enough art materials to easily fit inside my favorite rucksack and set off on my well-worn local routes which invariably end at a hostelry, for a convivial, mild restorative, W.C. Fields fashion. One of my favorite and regular haunts is the Wine and Wallop Cafe, bar on the Lapwing Lane Parade, West Didsbury, Manchester, where my preferred seat is a front corner by a large window with a natural light coming over my left shoulder, I am right-handed. The bar tries to be open seven days a week, usually 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., COVID staffing permitting. They offer one of the best arrays of wines to suit all palates and keep a varying array of beers, colloquially, wallop, with standards from the big brewers, Guinness etc., and a large local array of keg and cask from the wealth of microbreweries in the northwest of England. I tend to visit at their quieter times and generally bag my art seat. Alex, the manager asked me to supply a small number of my artwork prints, framed and ready to hang on display, plus prices, and so I take pride in sharing the display with y'all. FAA Blog we take delight in our small suburban garden and have cultivated it for 47 years, man, woman, and child. The photo shows our cold mini greenhouse section in the summer house where the Pelargonium collection overwinters, together with the spider plants and anything else that needs protection from a hard frost. Day 4 of the Journal Challenge, the emerging buds of our camellia are one of the earliest late December, early January flowering bushes which herald the start of the year's new season always a cheering vision after the dark short days of the depths of winter. One feels uplifted and new plans start popping up in the imagination.